0: Everybody and welcome to my season finale. My name is Anthony, and welcome to Spade the Podcast. So glad you guys could join me on this very um, special day. And yes, you guys heard correctly, this is my season finale. So um, I uh, had two panels. <laughs> And the time with my two panels discussing um, this uh, topic, i um, going to be talking about colorism, but the, the total time between the two panels was like two hours. So <laughs> I had to split it up between um, a part one and a part two. So make sure you guys tune in to both parts because literally both parts are so good like i'm not making this up at all so you have to listen not only to part 1 but you have to listen to part 2 and also part 2 i'm going to give my um acknowledgments as well to all my uh guests and to my artists and um you'll learn about some upcoming things that's going to happen in season 2 so um Without further ado, here is part one of the season finale of I'm Not My Skin. So I hope you guys um, really enjoy this episode and take everything in. And again, thank you to all my supporters out there. You guys are awesome. What's up, everybody? My name is Anthony, and welcome to my podcast. This is my season finale, and I'm excited for you guys to be listening today. Uh, This is actually an interesting topic that I actually chose to speak on. It's actually on um, colorism. So, I have a wonderful panel. I'm super excited. Um I have a part one panel and then I've got a second panel. So I'm here with my first panel and I'm going to introduce you guys to them. So here is I've got Portia, I've got Mary, and I've got Rashad on the line. So what's up, y'all? What's up? Hey, hola. Hey y'all.
1: <laughs> How are y'all doing? Blessed and highly favored, living for the Lord. you? Live you. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Salad
2: and water, honey. I got to get these 100 <laughs> pounds off, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad that y'all are on. I'm so happy um, that you guys could actually join me on my podcast. So, we're going to start off with my sister. How are you, Mary? Are you, Mary? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing great. <laughs> so... Tell the viewers, who are
3: you? Um, well, I'm your sister. My name is Mary. Um, I have two kids, a 14-year-old and an 8-year-old. I'm sorry, a 14-year-old and a 6-year-old. Lord, I don't know where that came from. There will be no more kids.
1: And um, I love my brother. <laughs> well, love you too, sis. <laughs>
0: Thanks again for being on my uh, podcast with this uh, topic. No problem. <laughs> All right, Portia. What's up, girl? What's going on with you? Hey, sugar.
1: <laughs> hey, everybody. My name is Portia Porky Mae. If you're feeling frisky or whatever. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I am a 30-year-old, gainfully employed African-American woman who enjoys ootahs and noodles. And Kool-Aid, too. No, I'm just kidding, y'all. <laughs> no, I'm excited to be here, for real, for real. I'm all about the jokes, but I'm excited to be a part of the podcast today. Love what you're doing, Anthony. appreciate you thinking of me to be a part of it. Uh,
0: thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, and I'm so glad to have you on. And now I've got Rashad Roberson, who you guys may have heard um, in a previous episode. Um, I think it was on the um, Depression is Real episode. Um so Rashad, what's going on with you? How are you? Hey, doing?
2: hey, hey. <laughs> How are you? Brother?
0: I'm good. My bro. <laughs> so who are you, Rashad?
2: <laughs> I am a, a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save, who can deliver, Woo! who can break you through.
1: Right. Who can break you over? Oh. Who can
2: break you up? Who can take
1: care
2: of you? I my side? I am just a man of God <laughs> I, I am um, I'm a I am a professional makeup artist and um, uh, I also style and I do professional BGVs uh, for different artists or whatnot so I do sing and and um, and BGV is a background vocalist singer. So I'm one of the singers that stand behind artists and do the oohs and the doos and the doops and stuff like that.
0: All right. Well, welcome, welcome, bro. I'm so glad you are actually on my podcast live.
2: <laughs> so uh, well, I'm glad to be here.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> so we're actually going to get started. Um, we can talk on about this uh, topic. And so when you're thinking about colorism and the definition for that, colorism is discrimination based on the color of your skin. And it's also a form of prejudice and which people um, who are usually members of the same race are treated, you know, differently based on the social implications which come with the cultural meanings which are attached to skin color. So when I was looking into colorism, you know, a lot of things that people used to speak on um, from years before, it was always this Team light skin versus the team dark skin thing, where they had the the rap battles of the team light skin versus the team dark skin, and they had like the um, the pictures and even with the relationships and stuff like that. But many people don't really understand that you know um, it may seem like it's all, I guess you can say, ha ha he he that you're comparing light skin and dark skin, but those um, comparisons can actually have harmful emotional effects, to say the least. And I wanted to shed light on that because that was the point of this whole episode. And I wanted to bring in this question right here. So, and I'm going to ask this uh, to you guys, when do you recall your first experience with colorism, and were you aware it was colorism? So we can start with. Uh, so, with you, uh, Portia. Um,
1: I don't know if I can recall my very first experience with colorism, but I know uh, growing up. I was considered the dark one out of my cousins and my siblings. Mm -hmm. So I was picked on for it. Mm -hmm. I was called darky and blacky and singled out solely because my skin tone was the darkest out of everybody else's. Mm -hmm. And made to feel less than because of the fact that I was darker than everyone else. Uh, it used to bother me to where I would cry to my mom and ask her why God made me so dark and why I was ugly because of my skin tone. Like, I literally thought I was ugly because I was dark skinned. Mm. Used to try to scrub it off in the tub, you know. Mm. But dip a little clorox in your water every now and again. See if you can get that bleaching thing like Michael Jackson. But not that far unless be clear. but it definitely did have a negative impact on me just because of the fact that I felt like I wasn't enough. I felt like I was less than, I felt like I had a stigma Mm
2: -hmm.
1: attached to me presuming that I could not change. And people that are supposed to love me and support me the most were the ones that called me out on it and made it to be a bad thing. So it was, it was confusing and it made me, Hate myself for a cup my color that I could not change, simply because other folks told me that it wasn't it wasn't good enough because I was dark.
0: Mary, what about you?
3: Um, so kind of piggyback off what she said. Um, I know when I was younger, I was the the lighter of the cousins, and they would call me white girl, you know, and like oh that's white girl this and that, and kind of make you know like make you feel like well, you're not black enough, you know what I'm saying? Because, I don't know, it, it bothered me a bit. I, you know, I just laughed it off because they're cousins and whatnot. But I mean, you know, it it made me feel some type of way like I have to prove my blackness mm-hmm. to you. You know, like, oh, you talk proper. Um, I have an office voice and I got a hood voice. Um, You know, I can switch it up. But they just, you know, they they feel as though my hood voice is not hood enough. You know? So, you know, sometimes it does get under my skin because they still do it to this day. (laughs) But, you know, you just brush it off. You just brush it off. It doesn't affect me now as it did when I was younger. Yeah.
2: So, I... I actually cannot recall a time that I've dealt with that and the reason being um, is because I have a twin brother Mm -hmm. who is my complexion Mm -hmm. and then I have Mm -hmm. a, and we're identical. So we're the same complexion. We look alike, we're everything like, so um, my oldest brother is my complexion. My mom is my complexion. My father is my complexion. My Mm -hmm. grandmother is my Mm -hmm. complexion. My grandfather is my complexion. So. I, I it's really like not many light skins in my family. Mm-hmm. So they would have to be the ones to be like, maybe they've experienced it. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I can say that I have been one of the ones who mm-hmm. were uh, I have been the vigilante. Mm-hmm. I have been the one who was like prefer light skin over dark skin, mm-hmm. and that has carried in, in, into my adult life, and it's actually something that I'm currently dealing with now. Um, I see a light skin, and I'm I go crazy like that's the one that looked good to me over the dark skin, and so um, over the past couple of years is when I started being like, okay, you, you, you're tripping, mm-hmm. but. But because I, I you know, I had to grow up and learn life, you know, and then you know, people pick light skins over me. So <laughs> so I have been I have been the one who does the, uh, you know, light skin, you know, cuter than the dark skin. I've I've been that person. Mm-hmm. Which I totally disagree with now. <laughs> Let me say that. Okay. I just think we're all beautiful in the sight. Right. I'm about to say this side of the Lord. I'm about to get deep. No, <laughs> no,
0: <not laughs> I mean.
1: come on, bro. I was bringing it back to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, perfect,
2: yeah, but we're all beautiful, you know. <laughs> right. Um. But, but that's, I'm going to say this that's only because I never like my own skin tone. Mm.
0: And I was just about to ask that have you guys ever felt ashamed of your own skin color? And if so, has your feelings changed, or is it something that you still struggle with?
1: Cool. I used to hate. I just said I used to hate my color. I used to. I literally used to say when I get older that I was going to marry a white man so that I would not have dark children, and so they would not have to go through what I went through. No. yeah, that was that was my thought process while I was like a teenager and stuff. Just like I'm gonna marry me a white person, so I can my kids can be light skinned, so they ha- they don't have to deal with what I had to deal with.
2: When I say, and, I, was, I was the same way. I was the same oh, way. Yeah. I, I even that changed for me a couple of years, and well, probably maybe. And I, I'm ashamed to say this. Probably in the past two years, where I stopped saying I don't want dark skinned children. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah. Now, like I think it. I think it peaked for me around in my early twenties when I started re- when I started owning who I am and learning to love all the parts of me, which took a little bit of you know self reflection, reaching out, understanding that I couldn't fight all my demons on my own, so reaching out to other people, little you know, little therapy, little Jesus, mixing mm-hmm. together, and me now, baby, I am a golden. Coco, magical goddess. You can't tell me my skin is not it. Well, so, I mean, yeah. I, I love it now.
2: You know what changed it for me was uh, the circumstances of the world the economy and what Black people are going through and also traveling the world and seeing many things, what changed it for me is I began to see the art and how creative my people are and how beautiful that is. And once I began to see, like, you know, we're the only species that can cre- literally create every ethnicity there is in the world. Mm-hmm. So after I got to see how beautiful and creative and how specifically God created us, like we are uh, uh, literally a, a domino people, you know, and um, and so um, I, once I began to love me and I began to uh, have a love and an appreciation for my people, I was like, I don't care. I, I always thought um that my child would come, cause I always thought I was ugly. I always thought I was ugly, so I thought if my child come out looking like me, dark and ugly, like it's going to be ugly like me. That's that's that was how me. I thought. You know, that
1: was my mentality as well. I just yeah. didn't think I was enough.
2: And I was like, Who nice. was and kids look the best. You know, you know, and even though some of them uh, born ugly, when they develop. <laughs> 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 <Funny> <laughs> Give him about nine no months, honey. That baby come out pretty, okay? Come <laughs> <laughs> oh, nine months. Oh, ooh, that's a pretty baby. I don't say nothing, you know, the first couple of
0: weeks. no, <laughs> <laughs> <So>,
2: uh, <laughs>
1: nah,
2: nah, but uh, joking. But uh, yeah, so loving my people, loving myself is what made me stop being you know, like that uh, towards um, my skin tone. And it was a girl named Mathea Washington who who had a talk with me in Germany. We was on a tour in Germany with the New York Gospel Stars. And uh, I'll never forget some of the things that she said to me, which are, and she's a dark-skinned, beautiful chocolate la- yet yeah, lady. But um, she got on my ass when I can I cut if I'm sorry? Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, <laughs> I'll say, but you know, I'm not going to say, you know, the B and the other stuff unless, you know, I'm provoked. But,
1: uh... (laughs) (laughs) No, but
2: Mattia helped me with that, and I'm done.
0: (laughs) Mary, have you, um... Um, I, I feel like...
3: I don't think I've ever been embarrassed... Um, or not wanting to be my skin color mm-hmm. I've been just um it just made me feel a certain type of way when I was with my cousins or family members or even friends you know some friends I have um that are darker than me and whatnot it would they would make little side jokes or whatever I I wouldn't be like well you know I want to be darker or or whatnot. It just, it it was just very annoying. Uh You know, I'm just like, people are still doing this. Like people are still
0: doing this. This is crazy. Did you get the jokes of, um, as far as being light skinned is concerned? that you were uh, stuck up or. Yeah. um, Oh yes. Yes. That's, I hear that a lot. Like you, I hear
3: this a lot. You look stuck up or you acting light skinnish or you know, stuff like that. And I'm just like, what, what is that? What is acting light skinnish? You know, what, what is acting light skinnish? You know, it, Mm -hmm. it, it does bother me a little bit. You know, I let it roll off my shoulders, but it, it, it just gets annoying, Mm -hmm. you know, because people like to do that.
0: Right. Because when they do this whole team light skin and dark skin type thing, they always associate the, the light skin with, the, as being the pretty boys and then the dark skinned being the thugs. That's what you, yeah. you, you hear yeah. a like, Which is is not true. Because <laughs> it could be it yeah. totally be yeah. the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> like like he
3: said, like Rashad said, you know, you could be light skinned. That doesn't mean you're necessarily
1: looking good.
0: Right, you know, right.
1: you're, you're just light skinned.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um so do you feel that... Oh, actually, actually I'm going to ask this. Honestly, and I want y'all to be honest, have y'all ever had any negative feelings towards light-skinned or dark-skinned people?
1: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fact both that... Both of them. You know what I'm saying? I think they can just wake up and go. And I have to put on all of this to look like something. You know? I think, you know, some some light skins I can be thinking like, but but that has something to do with my attraction for light skin So I just Mm -hmm. think they are beautiful light. But, you know, um, yeah.
3: Well, I'll tell you one thing, Rashad. I can't just wake up and go. Honey, Girl, what you got on right now? What you got on? I, I done been to work, and I got like a prom dress shirt on. Like for, real. I have a cover on, y'all. I could it's laundry there, y'all. I had to go to work with my little my little two piece cover on. Listen, it'd be struggling, but yeah, I, listen, I can't like this. This is jail, honey. If I take this bun out, and people people mistake this. Oh, you got good hair. You don't got no naps. No. If I take this mm-hmm. bun out, literally, you that's you gonna see the BDBs. Yes. That's
2: a great example.
3: Like the the flat iron really fools people. They really feel like you have good hair because you're light skinned. And that's that's not the case.
2: I, I used to feel like light skinned people got jobs uh quicker than I did or opportunities.
3: Now that I feel like sometimes that is true. I've, yeah, I've i, did, I, did that. That. I I've noticed that.
2: I've
1: noticed that.
3: Yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, um, I, I you know, I would walk into a room and all the attention would go to the light skins and, you know, and we would be the last people to be looked at or observed, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So, you know, um, I really didn't really pay it no mind until I learned where it stemmed from.
1: Yeah, I used to be that guy. Like, I used to have a big issue with lighter skin people just because of how i was i want to was brought up my mama didn't do that she she made sure i knew that my skin was beautiful mm-hmm. but just what i experienced from friends cousins other family it made me feel like they were all evil like all light skin people were evil to me mm-hmm. wow. and they all thought they were better than me and they were all they all looked better than me so and that but again it was my mindset mm-hmm. because a lot of my friends that were of the lighter hues didn't treat me like that my actual friends the ones that i felt were my friends they did not tell me like oh you, you're less than us because you're dark skinned. they uplifted me uh one of my um friends at the time i can remember her always speaking life to me telling me that she wished she was my color like and actually speaking life letting me know that despite what i thought of myself mm-hmm. that i was actually beautiful so, like I said, that that helped me overcome it. But yeah, for a long time, you like saying I I couldn't rock with you. I mean, like you were cool, but you like I'm giving you the side up, right? Right. You know, you you know, and you know the B I used to be, Anthony. So it used to come out extra hard. And then I'm like you know what I'm talking about. God deliver, I, I, I remember, I
0: remember those days.
1: Yeah. So I I mean, and it was just it was resentment that stemmed from my own insecurities, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, was, you was light skin, and you gave like it's like even if a dark skin person, a light skin person gave me the same disc. Mm-hmm. Okay, dark skin person, I'm gonna say a little something to you, but you light skin person, I'm about to go into your whole family now because you don't trap me. Yeah. yeah, but I gotta make sure you understand that you're not better than me, so I'm gonna hurt, I'm gonna cut you deep. Right. So I, I guess I was yeah I was extra mean to light skin people because of what I had internally going on. Mm. I kind of
3: feel like what you said um, when you were saying as far as because people would say that to me, oh, Mm -hmm. you're light skin. You think you're better than me. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, because really, if you if you really look at it, not saying that I don't want to be light skin or whatnot, but darker skin people, you know, you guys got the body. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) Not to be funny, but, you know, I, I could never have those curves. You know what I'm saying? And, and my cousins would tease me like, oh, you know, you shape like a white girl because I'm not so thick, you know? I'm like, dang, I wish I could be thick. You know, but people would be like, oh, well, you're light-skinned. You think you're better than me. And, you know, I'd be like, dang, that it's not even the case. So I'm glad that you said that. Mm. Yeah. I just, I
2: just feel like this, uh, w- what you just said, is such and I feel sad right now, but I, I what what it is is I take upon emotions, and I like like I have literally taken upon this topic and have soaked it in because what has made me sad is everything that we we've, we've just discussed is a representation of the world,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: like literally,
1: yep.
2: literally. Like, first of all, it's enough to have the white man hate us,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then we got hate. And colorism within within mm-hmm. racism, that yep. is so stupid. Like, if anything, like, she just said, you know, y'all, I feel like y'all got the body. And, and in my head, I'm like, girl, you you are black. Like, y'all, you us. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, like, like, there is no y'all. I want us to kill that language mm-hmm. between yeah. and our... In our community, there is no y'all. There is us. Mm-hmm. Like, and I hate that it's I hate that we've groomed that in our minds, like yeah. skin, wow. dark skin, and stuff like that. But it was typically and I, I don't know if I'm going off topic when I say this, but this was all, you know, this all started with racism, with yes. what what the white man do we know how we got here? Do y'all know how we got to
1: corporism? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, let me go yes. ahead. Let me go ahead and let me go ahead and yeah. you real fast. So once we yeah. town we were slaves. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah come, come, on come on. Come on. Come on. So, okay. so, so in while we, we, we were slaves
1: <laughs> You know, what we were all, you know, we had all been kissed by the sun and all had the darker hues. But when they put us on those boats and brought us over, like masters sometimes decided to take upon themselves to have one of us as their plaything. Mm-hmm. And from that there were these new babies created. These hybrid babies, if you will. And thus again, the light skin versus dark skin. Because once those babies were born, they were too light to be in the field.
2: In the mm-hmm. field. That's but right. But they
1: were too dark to be part of the family. Mm-hmm. That's right. But they could work in the house.
2: In the house. Because they
1: were they 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 could work in the house and they became what we call a house nigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At that time. No, house niggers were would have been in the house. No, <laughs> they not them. They they're they're huge too dark. Well, they didn't pass the back. Well, they would have been in the house.
2: Yeah, no, they would the
1: the the yeah. have been on the porch serving lemonade. They wouldn't have been in the house serving <laughs> the food. And that's <laughs> really where it came from. And because of the fact that, and like, I can't even. I don't know if I can necessarily say that I blame us. For how it began because again we had no control over it yeah, and the people them. that were in the house were treated better than the ones that were in the field mind they still they still got treated horribly but they were not treated horribly as the field right african americans were well, niggers at the time were is what they were called just to be clear on the podcast not talking junk saying what it is right and at that point that it just continues that that animosity and that hatred and that resentment grew so i'm honestly truly this has been cultivated for over 400 years over Mm
2: -hmm. for many years
1: over 400 years so we 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 never had a chance to not start it because we didn't it didn't start with us that's Mm -hmm. right someone else made a decision that resulted in us being negatively impacted for years upon years what i i'm torn when it comes to saying whether it's a good thing and a bad thing because as I've evolved and learned and grew, I've learned to love all shades of people and understand that no matter what color you are, the bad that I see from you comes from who you are as a person, not from what you give out on the outside. Uh, it's what you got going on internally. But I would never be able to not have the joke. I'm a kiki all day with my friends about, you know, if you don't sit your light skin down somewhere, right. <laughs> like that kind of stuff, is, it, it, it happens. And that, that I can, I can deal with, I can tolerate when we're, it's coming from a loving space, mm. but the negativity and how we keep fostering that, hey, self-hate, I'm with you wholeheartedly, I, I cannot stand it, because it seems like it just keeps on going, like the whole, the, the light-skinned Keisha, y'all know who I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah. and how people get mad and argue that she's not light-skinned, like, why is that a topic? Because, because like, why, why do we keep harboring on these things seriously? Right. Just like, were,
2: just like when they were saying, well, Obama's not really technically black.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm just like, why? Mm-hmm. Because he's light skinned. Right. Like mm-hmm. our our race is the dominant race. Exactly. So I I mean if it come out of a black woman or if it goes into a, a white woman, and it, I mean, I mean right. when you when you do DNA tests, majority of who they are is going to come up us.
1: Mm-hmm. the best way i can explain it is if you have a glass of, a full glass of water and you put a drop of yellow dye in it Come that on. water forever changed it's never gonna look like this it's, it's never gonna it's never gonna be it, it can be it can be it can be it's only a little bit changed mm-hmm. yeah. it's only a little bit of hue to it but you you, you can't you can't take it out it takes over
0: so we are back um I got on the line Kelsey what's up girl how you doing Hi, Mike. <laughs> good to have you back <laughs> glad to be back thank you for having me no problem um I wanted to get her on the line as well so quickly um just wanted to ask you these questions um like I asked my other guests so When was the first time you recalled your uh, first experience with uh, colorism? And were you aware of that?
1: Yes. So I was in first grade. um, And I was like six or seven years old. Mm -hmm. And I remember this guy calling me a burnt taco. So that was my first experience. I've never, you know, at that time, I never really felt bad about my skin. never knew it was an issue. Um, and it continued to be an issue for me up until I would say at least nine, maybe 10th grade, but it oh, went on right. for a while. So.
0: Wow! Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, have you ever felt the shame of the color of your skin? But yeah, the- up
1: until it, when that started, like that started my shame. So that like, started it, it was so bad to where. Like, I hated that my mom got with my dad. Granted, they're both chocolate, but my dad's double the chocolate. So I'm like, why did she get with this? If she like, light skinned man, why did she get with my dad? Mm-hmm. I would put myself with like light with like yellow markers. I would do like silly stuff like that. Um,
0: wow. And I was just
1: watching the episode of Girlfriends where Tony talked about how um she didn't want to have dark skinned kids. And I was like, dang, I felt that same way, you know, mm-hmm. growing up. Too. Um, But up until maybe last year or a year before, I was beginning to get a little bit more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and like Portia mentioned, people will make smart comments and I'm like, ha yeah, that's funny. But it's not funny at all, right. especially mm-hmm. people that people are still dealing with and me personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the years, I've learned to grow with it because I learned that's nothing that I could change about myself mm-hmm. and I realized the more melanin I'm gonna age gracefully mm-hmm. um, right. <laughs> so I just appreciate that about myself um and just it's, it's a I'm not a struggle much more as it wasn't a past, but it's a something I've learned to embrace more
0: right, gotcha um, so I wanted to ask this, and this is for the group um. Do you think colorism affects men or women differently? Or do you think colorism affects um, women more than it does men?
1: I think it it affects women more so than men because women will profess their love for chocolate men. Mm. But not a lot of men profess their love for chocolate women like that. Mm. Um, They always say, I want them tall, dark, and handsome. They never say they like that for a darker skin girl. I never really heard that. and it's now, I'm now seeing it more so in the model world, especially with Lupita representing Fresh Chocolate Girls, too. Um, but I think women have it harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I make it,
2: you know, at first I was like, girl, but I think I do agree with that. Because um, I never was a one that, uh, you know, was attracted to the dark skinned girl. But uh, clearly, you know, the white what? men are snatching them up now. <laughs> like, you will see like a lot of dark-skinned women with white men, and I mean the wealthy ones. Right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just really weird. Like, that is so
1: weird. I've never thought about that. Like, but why, so why obviously. is it the white man, though? Why, why is it, like, we, we, like, all women root for black men all day, all day. Yeah. But, Why aren't we getting that same love from our own within our own race? Why does it have to be someone
2: outside of our race? Mm. Uh, This is that might be a little off topic because I have an answer for that.
1: Actually, oh okay, let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. You know, um,
2: now this might not, you know, this might not feel good to hear, but it's, you know, uh, I, I, I have been. that has been something that I have basically been speaking on Mm -hmm. uh, over the past couple of years. Uh, Even recently uh, I I spoke with a group of people about, uh, you know, the black woman and the black, uh, the black man. Mm -hmm. And I have been doing a lot of observing and watching and and stuff like that. And um, you know, the black, The black woman is a very, very, very strong woman. She's a very strong woman. And I think what's happening is, is in uh, the roles are changing uh, to where, you know, the black woman is becoming the more dominant one in the relationship, whether she makes more money or whether she's doing the majority of the raising the kids, you know, single moms is another one. So, um, you know, uh, black women are very dominant. Black women also sometimes can be very, very, very opinionated. I don't feel like the black woman gives the black man enough room to be a black man. But here is another thing. All of this stuff is systematic because black women are majority of the time doing it by themselves nowadays. So the black man it's, it's almost like a, a Black women feel like they have to raise their men nowadays.
1: So and, and
2: technically they almost do.
1: So I'm 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 gonna interject because I like where you're going with it, but I don't think it's or uh, what women have to do or because we need to. It's because it's with the natural progression of anything. I feel that as time has marched forward. African-American women have started to own who they are. Mm -hmm. They have started to understand that they are someone without being connected to someone else. And whereas back in the olden days where grandma Jessie could not get a job, all she could do was sit at home, wait for her husband to come on with the money, and she could raise these kids, cook this dinner, clean this house.
2: I, I, I I I believe what you're saying is for women uh across the board though like um yeah i believe that's for women across like white women black women asian women like because literally like even with a black women um like uh apparently i've been hearing that there are these black women movements um which there always been but there are like women movements for like black women who uh you know, are uh, in you know doctors, lawyers, and all this other kind of stuff, uh, and uh, but some of those movements were pushed by white women just because, for equal opportunities for women across the board and stuff like that. So I mean, I I hear that and I and I, I see what I see I see what what you're saying with that, but I feel like for for black women, um, with that specific case, mm-hmm. I, I uh, black women have had to fight to vote, uh, you know, uh, more than black men, you know, and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So uh, I want to say that black women have probably, I want to say they fought harder, but then I, I don't know, like, I don't really know if they fought harder than the black man. I think maybe the black man has gotten weary, like very tired. And you have to hear me when I say that. Uh, as it re- as it relates to fighting. You know what I'm saying? Um, we have really, we have, you know, we hear all the time about the hardships of the black woman, the hardships of the black woman, the hardships of the black woman. The the black woman we hear all the time. But what we don't hear is from us mm-hmm. because we're very quiet. Men do not talk much about us. Can
1: I what we've it? been through. 'Cause I wonder also, so I think about and I had to have this discussion with the ex best friend with her boyfriend. As a black woman, we're a double minority. A black and we're a woman. Mm-hmm. So we have to fight twice as hard because we're overlooked by white men, we're overlooked by black men and we're overlooked by white women. I don't I mean, the vote and things things like that, we had we were the very last. To
2: do things like that. So, so uh, how, how many how many of those are we overlooked by out of everything you just named?
1: Black men.
2: Yes. You say we're oh, overlooked yeah. by white men. We're overlooked mm-hmm. by white women. We're overlooked by uh, by what did you say? By black men. I feel. I feel. I feel the same for us. I. for yeah, I, think- I will. I will yeah. say this: the only one that does not count is black women do consider black men. I, I will say that. I will give that You know. But let's
1: think about I, it. I, I black black women, a black man will get paid more than a black woman because we have a glass ceiling. So That's we are going to put the statistics black black. for you. Statistics but, show but white men, white woman, black man, black woman.
2: I was going to say, but that doesn't have anything to do with with uh, I don't feel like that has anything to do with racism or from colorism. I feel like that yeah. has to do with with the world thinking men. Period.
1: But um, also, to be what also what what may look so what may look appealing a darker skinned girl versus a lighter skinned girl, or a darker skinned girl maybe appeared as ghetto. Mm. But if a lightest man or someone comes in there with a different look, oh, we're going to go with the lightest man because she may be ghetto. We don't know what she's bringing in here. Mm. So we're already, if it's not our name, that we're not. I that was getting
2: ready to say, like, yeah. I
1: was just getting ready to your names. You are yeah, so We are get matter. categorized by so many different things or perceived as something that we're not. Mm. I feel like from personally, I have to prove myself even more so because I am a darker skinned woman. My name is not traditionally spelled the way that it looks. So people automatically categorize me as a certain person. So I overcompensate, and I make myself to be so nice, which I feel like I am. But at the same time, like they, I don't want to categorize myself as this ghetto black girl, and then people look at me or try to paint me as that, and I'm not. Uh-huh. So I feel like that's going to be a thing too. Yeah, I think that's back kind of back to the question at hand. If you're a dark skin woman, you have to, like Kelsey said, fight a little bit harder. And like how they say, like, oh, the dark skinned women that we're, we're loud and ghetto, we're opinionated. Having an opinion is a good thing. Not being silent and just taking what comes your way is a good thing. And if you can't hear me over the noise of your own thoughts, I'm going to get a little louder so you can. It doesn't make me less than, but it's just a, it's a signal that's attached to us. Um, and I, I used to like, cause I'm I'm very opinionated. Mm-hmm. I, if I'll be the first one in the room to speak up, and I don't care about what you think of me, because I used to feel like like Kelsey, like oh let me try to calm it down because they're just gonna say she's a loud black girl. Now I don't care because once you hear me and you hear what I have to offer and to the table. You're going to listen. You're gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna demand respect from you because of what you hear from me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How I got there doesn't matter to me, but we do have to fight a little bit harder in our little box to get out of it.
2: So you think the dark skin? So you believe that the dark skinned woman has to fight harder than the dark skinned man?
1: I don't know. I I can only see from my perspective of being a dark skinned woman who has been in the corporate American world, just regular world, dealing with race, colorism, ageism, all of it. Absolutely. Whereas a, um, I think an African-American or dark-skinned man, he bears the burden in silence often yes. Yes. so that he does not, I, mean, I guess that's just the way of a man. A man likes to bear the burden because, so
2: quietly. B- because we, we have to appear strong. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest pet peeves, and I, I'm into this now, because one of my biggest pet peeves is when a mother looks at her son and say, "Stop that crying, boys don't cry."
1: Mm-hmm. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that because what yeah. what you ever thump your toe on the side of the bed, man, woman, boy or girl, you to damn so, cry. Uh-huh.
2: So this is my thing. That is something that we have created within the black community that has we have built a fake and inauthentic black man. Because Mm -hmm. my thing is, why would you tell him that men don't cry because when he becomes an adult, he won't be able to be the man he's supposed to be for his Mm woman. So when Mm -hmm. she's requiring emotion, when she's requiring baby, just let it out. Like, tell me. He can't because his mom told him, you don't do that in front of a woman. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't
0: know how to do it because he has not been taught. And I think that kind
1: of thing comes from an individual having to do the work to get themselves there. Cause I, I, mean, a lot of times growing up, we were told black young black girls, especially on my, you gotta be strong. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. You gotta be the one to make the way for yourself. You can't let nobody can do it for you. You gotta do it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. So in that same regard, you have to be willing to do the work yourself to, to think for yourself. To realize you weren't raised and taught one thing, but it, it's up to you, bless you, to choose Thank whether you. or not you want to continue in that cycle. Where you you can obviously see there's a flaw in the thought process. Mm-hmm. You you have you have to be strong enough to be able to recognize and realize that everything you were taught and conditioned to believe is not fact. Now, and I also
2: think uh, you know that 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 touches on religion too
1: but you, you know I also, it, it, yeah I'm I spiritual, think, but i'm not religious Right. i also think too so growing and i think it starts in the household growing up in a single parent household if there's a member if there's a little girl and a little boy the mother is going to go harder on the daughter me personally i grew up as the oldest and i have a younger brother my mom was 10 times harder than me than, than, than my little brother My mom, I'm seven living on my own. My little brother's 25, still living at my mom's house. I had to learn how to pay bills at 16 and all of that. So I didn't see none of that for my little brother. So I agree that black men have a struggle, but at the same time, thinking back to that situation and then also thinking about, and I'm not saying this is all black men, but when I was teased, it wasn't by lighter skinned girls, it wasn't, it was by dark-skinned men most of the time and sometimes light-skinned men. So I feel like to answer the, I guess the whole question for me personally, yes, I do believe that black or darker-skinned women have it harder. I can't speak for everyone and I can't speak on behalf of a black man because I don't know their struggles, but I don't know for me personally that it is harder, it seems harder because we have so many factors built against us and we are taught from such a young age how to Grow up and how to be independent
2: at such a young age. I will say this just as much as because you do know that you know uh, uh, fathers are the same way with their sons. The, <laughs> if,
1: they're uh, huh? if they're present,
2: if I was getting you, see, you took the words right out of my, out of my mouth. Yeah. If they're present, and yeah. here is the other thing even when they are present, they still aren't because mothers are always the nurturing ones. Mothers are always just there more Mm -hmm. men don't really since slavery. Only thing we've been taught is how to provide. Exactly. So, so what it is is now, um, there was something said earlier, um, you know, uh, she said, she said, I don't blame us for how things are. And I agree with that, but I, I will blame us for how things are to become and where they're going. Yes. We need to change these matters in the black men oh. to teach them that your money is not enough. I need your time. I need a hug. I'm I, mm-hmm. I, I, You know, I, I'm 31 years old and I've never been hugged by my, for one, because he's been in prison all of my life. Actually, my father has been in prison since I was five years old, and he gets out in one week. Ooh, I have wow. not spoken to him, so I don't know how this is going to go when I meet my father again. Wow. So you know, um, and so these are things like black men just some they don't know how to be father. Why? Because they they wasn't father correctly. Mm-hmm. Guess who? Guess who was always mother? Everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will right. say there are some great ones out there because I have guy friends Ooh, that are married in relationships they're breaking cycles by, yep. the right way by, by doing it. the work it takes respecting that they have some strong minded well educated unrelenting right. women by their side mm-hmm. not behind them but by their side right. pushing them to the best of their ability and then. But this, is what we need,
2: this is what we need from those men We need them to go into different communities and teach the other Black men how to be as well as they are. And so that is something nobody actually knows that I have actually planned on doing over the past uh, couple of months, is I want to gather educated Black great fathers who aren't just providers, but come home cook sometimes come home let's take the kids out like spend this, like i want to get them together mm-hmm. and go out into our community and teach my some of my deadbeat friends mm-hmm. how to do the same way as well because i don't know what this is with our black men where you want to go and have sex with these women mm-hmm. and they get pregnant and you scream it's not my i don't i don't i don't get that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and don't get the mm-hmm. test if you don't believe it they say it's not mine and won't even want a blood test mm-hmm. i'm like you screwed us. Mm-hmm. So I mean, right. like I, I don't understand the mentality right, right. of our black men. So I want, mm-hmm. I want, you know, I want the ones who are doing it right to go and get the ones who are doing it wrong and teach them, mm-hmm. because I, some black men, unfortunately, you have to raise them all over again. But mm-hmm. it, t- it takes another, it takes another man to do yeah. it. These right. women, are, these women cannot do it. Right.
1: I'm going to put you in contact with some people that I know. You got, I got some good some good strong black man brother mentor group. I got uh Siege out here, I got Lee Smith out here doing the thing. Gonna I'm gonna put contact with them. So we got some we the got community. some good brothers right here doing what you are talking about doing. Wanting through the community. That's right. And like, they can't reach the daddy, they're reaching the children. Mm-hmm. we gonna we gonna
0: win. Okay. So I got um I got one final question and we can um we're gonna go ahead and end this segment. So do you feel that um colorism will it ever end in our community will colorism ever end
1: i think so um i believe i'm a reader of the bible and i believe that god will do away with all of these things that we're going with racism colorism all of this stuff because we're under saying the devil system it will end no i don't think men as humans i don't we we will probably be able to get close to ending it, but I I don't think we're totally capable as imperfect people to solve all of our problems. So I believe yeah, that, that that's I mean. to, come to an end. So, I, I, I don't I don't know if it'll come to an end because, like I said earlier, it, it, it ain't nothing like cracking jokes back and forth with your friends, picking out like everything. We we, mm-hmm. we you know we're playing it does we're picking out everything mm-hmm. from a standpoint of having that negative connotation. I believe that. As a people, we are trying to unite better now. Mm -hmm. Like of course, it's like like Kelsey said, we're an imperfect people. Everything takes time, and we're starting to be able to realize our power and our strength. We're we're just now coming out of systematic years of systematic and systemic downgrading and making us feel less than. So it's going to take time. I know it feels like it could be something that could happen overnight because it's just a different process or mindset, but we don't know others' mindsets. Uh-huh. We can know what we've done and how we feel and the work they put in to get to where we are now. Uh-huh. But we don't, we're not a part of every community. We're not a part of every conversation. We're not a part of every background situation. Uh-huh. So I believe it can happen. Will it happen anytime soon? No. But I'm, I feel like there's progress being made and we're going in the right direction.
3: Mary, what mm-hmm. you think? I, I totally agree with her. I feel like um, we are capable of of, of ending this, um, but I, I feel like it's going to take a lot of work because you know it, it. You know, I hate to sound cliche, but it shouldn't be black people against black people. You, oh, you see what absolutely. I'm saying? I, I really don't feel like it should be that, you know. But I, I feel oh, like yeah. uh, as the people, we we tend to. Grab on to the negativity with right, it. Right. You you see what I'm saying? Right. And I feel like it's gonna take some time to end it. I, I feel like it can be ended. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, this year, next year, I I don't think so. But I, I feel like now everything is coming together slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I feel like it can be ended. It's just gonna take a lot of time and a lot of patience.
1: Right.
3: You know, right.
1: an open mind. Mm-hmm. I- yeah. yeah.
3: Our people have
2: to be more educated on not just white people history, but on the re- on on our on us, uh-huh. like
1: oh come on That's the that the
2: why the why not? It's like we have to be mm-hmm. educated on everything uh-huh. so that we can develop as a people, because the the last thing that they want is for us to be together. Uh-huh. So they knew what to start. They knew what to put inside of us. And the crazy thing is, as you know, with with us having the knowledge of all of that, we still chose to act ignorant. And I don't understand that. So, because uh, we're not an ignorant people, but we act. And so, so, I, that's why, you know. With me, I always try to speak positively. So I, I I'll say it can change. But we have to be educated and we have to educate. Don't hold that knowledge in. Educate the children Mm -hmm. from when they're able, before they're able to go to their first day of preschool. Let them know what's up. Mm -hmm. Let them know what's out there. Let let them know what they're. If if they can rap all these songs and and quote all these lyrics and all this other stuff, then they're knowledgeable enough to know what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And and we are the Mm -hmm. actual generation to change. This, this us, we are the ones that can bring forth the actual change. You're right. But we got to put it in the ones under us so they can put it in the ones under them.
0: Uh So, um, final question. Um, What advice or words of wisdom would you give to people that have experienced um, what you guys have gone through um, in regards to
1: Based on the colorism. Love yourself, girl, or nobody will. Yes, RuPaul. That's, um, just love you. Love yourself, girl, or nobody will. You can't. Don't you can. If you feel like something is wrong with you based off the way people perceive you in your color, make sure it's you that feels that way, uh-huh. not the opinions of anybody else, not what somebody else has told you. Do the work, black people. Light, dark, in between. I cannot urge this enough, stress it enough. Therapy work. Yes. If yes. you feel, if there is anything in you that you feel you can't mm-hmm. discuss with anybody, I don't care who. How many times they tell you, take it to Jesus. Jesus gave them people them degrees for a reason. That's right. Do the work for yourself. Mm-hmm. Learn to love you, despite what you've been through despite what somebody else has said to you, despite what they have cultivated in you to think about yourself. When you can sit there and look at yourself in the mirror and know that you've done what you need to do and you're okay and good and fine with who you are, you've done the work. So do what, take care of you, love yourself or nobody will. I would say to, like she said, of course, love yourself um, I will also take the time to surround yourself with positive by positive people with positive people. Mm-hmm. Um, start off with daily affirmations in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean it starts at home. I would first talk to the parents and find out, you know, what exactly what stemmed from this, but talk to a therapist. I believe in therapists too, been trying to get into one for the longest. Mm-hmm. Um
0: and I mean, I had a I
1: have a nonprofit too to help young girls put their self esteem confidence. So just starting at a young ooh, age, ooh, roll the royalty, help the royalty. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, just surround yourself with positive people and love yourself, um, and just know that you are beautiful despite what anybody else says. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you think positive thoughts, you become those positive thoughts, and. You surround yourself with negative people and negative energy and people who think who's not going to speak up for you when you don't have the words for yourself, you're going to continue to feel that way about yourself. So positive vibes only is what I believe in
0: All right. Um, we got one minute left, so final words. <laughs> Make sure
1: you call Royal to Royalty underscore Road to Royalty. If you uh, if you know anybody that's dealing with colorism issues, um since COVID is real, you know, I can offer some training courses via Zoom. Um we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Again, it's Road to Royalty. R O A D T O Royalty. If you want to talk and need some uplifting, I'm I am here for you. Portia Porky Mae on other social media platforms. Porky Mae P O R K Y M A E. Hit me up. I will give you all the light you need for that day to get you through. Promise.
2: If you need anything from me, don't call me. I
1: got. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. <God>. Well. <laughs> He's playing, y'all, but he's- <laughs> I mean, Anthony, thank
3: you so much for inviting me on your podcast. I mean, this this was very interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, thank really you did for that think, think
3: about that. Like thank seriously, you.
0: thank you. I really so didn't even
3: think, you know, how you you're really not thinking about it, but then when someone brings it up, yeah, that's yeah. exactly so what's, what's going on. on. Very
1: good, so good perspectives all around. I love different viewpoints, making things a different way
3: that's what's crazy oh honey we got strong my kids look just like us Strong
2: jeans. yeah we got speaking of colorism i know you got
3: 30 seconds left
2: i got 10 seconds your your mama your mama let me come and spend thanksgiving with that whole light skin family i felt so left out you know (laughs) but it happened
0: joining me next week on the conclusion of the season finale i'm not my skin
1: uh, to Lustra's point about light eyes being beautiful, it was like, I mean, what about that makes it inherently more beautiful? What about curly hair makes it more beautiful? The light skin makes it more beautiful. And I began to see like a full spectrum of colors and, and hair textures and shades. And it began to make me realize how much of what we were taught was a lie. It was just a lie about ourselves uh, because black people are, are so beautiful. Ba, ba, ba.
0: likeness of God I was
3: made in his likeness I was made in the image of
0: beauty I was
3: made in its likeness I was made in the image of my father
0: I was made in his likeness
3: I was made in the image of a king, royalty and likeness. I was made in the image of brown skin,
0: bathed in its cocoa likeness. I was made in the image of strength, that is my likeness. I was made